Abby and Matt hit 105. Hello, this is Wednesday's podcast. Uh, I didn't think we were doing one today, but apparently we are. They've it's dragged a, us in. It's a smaller version of a podcast. It's uh, a bite size. So you're going to be joined with uh, Jess and Norm from The Block. Correct. And also uh, a man who was jailed for 28 years. We'll also tell you the letter for the podcast. Let's just tell them the letter for the, for the Alpha Bucks right now. Okay. We're P gonna- for penis. Whoa. I didn't write that. Our producers wrote that. That's very... Whoa, 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 whoa. What? They're dirty. Whoa. What's wrong with that? It's called a dick. <laughs> uh, we use penis because we're very yes. conscious of using the correct word mm. because that's how they tell you you should teach. We say doodle in my house. Doodly. Yeah, apparently you're not supposed to do nicknames. No. Doodly. I can't, you know I don't like the, the actual... I don't, yeah, you don't like penises? Mm. No one does, but they serve a purpose, so... Well, you learn something every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Beat, it's Stab Abby and Matt's... <laughs> Beatbox. Yeah, get yourself to R&B Friday Live on Friday, November 16. Brisbane Showgrounds is where it is. Our tickets are on sale officially August 20 from Ticketmaster. Uh, and hopefully you can jump the queue for the uh, pre-sale, which is on today as well. It is going to be huge. Usher is performing, um, Salt and Pepper, T-Pain, Trey Songs. Win your tickets right now with these three beatboxes, y'all. Oh, we're professional. First up is Joe and Logan. Hey, Joe. Hey. Who are you looking forward to in the lineup? Uh, Usher. Usher. Oh, yes, yeah. he will show you to his seat and then he will put on a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Usher, Usher. We're going to um, beatbox a track here. Uh, if okay. you can uh, guess what it is correctly, you are going to get uh, the tickets. Here we go. Okay. Uh, who's up Who's up first? Yeah. Abby's doing the clicks. And I'm doing the... Okay, here we go. Okay. This is going to be a tough one, I reckon. Any ideas? Oh, God, no. Really? That's surprising. You ready, Moana? Oh, yes, yes. We'll give it to you one more time. Here we go. Moon. It was just a clue. What Moana, do you think, Moana? Moana? No, I, <clears throat> I have no idea. I thought it was just a song that was just done. Mm-hmm. Uh, all righty, Bethany, here we go. Save us. We're going to beatbox. You can win tickets to R&B Friday Live. Oh, you ready? <laughs> all right. Okay. All the shit. A recent song or it's an R and B song? Old song. Oh come on, fifty cent. Fifty cent. A candy shop. You are going to R&B Friday Live. Boom. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Well done. See, maybe that's the trick. Join in and then you get it right. Good on you, Bethany. We'll see you there. Oh, thank you guys so much. 
We have tickets to give away 7 o'clock every morning this week. And if you're sweating it and you don't want to miss out, don't forget uh, the 20th of August. Tickets go on sale. R&B Friday Live it is bigger and better than ever in 2018. Stav, Abby and Matt here at Hit 105. Stav, Abby and Matt on Hit 105. The Block, it is a bloody good show because you get to see people make houses that you can never afford and you think, oh, I'm going to do that one day. What? <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Um, the Queenslanders, we love them. Jess and Norm, they are on the air. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you? Would you do it again? Yeah. yeah, definitely. It was so good because we have a one-year-old daughter and we really missed her. But when we went on the block, she didn't have any teeth. And when we got her back, she had a full set. So we missed the teething stage oh, while we awesome. were on the block. So, yeah. Oh, great. It was amazing. Perfect. <laughs> oh, what a bloody brilliant way to just miss out on all the hard oh, parts mate. of parenting. Honestly, and we're thinking of going on the block again when she starts to get hormonal. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Boarding schools, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, guys, it was a bit of a surprise that you got on. Jess, you actually do a breakfast radio show, CFM, on um, the Sunshine Coast. Were you surprised that you got accepted? Because most of the time they want randoms on this show, not people who've got a bit of profile. Yeah, well, normally people go on reality TV shows to get a radio job, Correct. not the other yeah. way around. Yeah. Um, so I said that I was in media, and then they knew that I was in radio, but... The thing is, I've never really done very well in radio. Mm. So, <laughs> um, and like, I've always had a couple of kids or I've done radio for a year, then travelled. Like, I used to be a snorkel guide in the Maldives and I was engaged to a Maldivian that had four wives and I was lined to be his fifth. And then I moved to India and worked in a whole well, You can't just say stuff like that. Let's, that's, what do you mean? You'll be here all day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which we, sick of this yeah. story, are you, Norm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like and then I used to play lawn bowls for Australia. So um You, like, were, you were genuinely <laughs> engaged to a man but you were fifth in line to the to the throne? Yeah, pre norm. And then and I only found out um after we got engaged and then he said that I should be honoured because yeah. he only gets five, the choice of five. Um, and I was his fifth, so after that he can't choose anymore. So how dare I be offended? Wow. Anyway, I um, chucked his passports in the ocean so he couldn't go visit any of his other wives wow. and I left the country. And uh, Norm, what number wife is she for you? <gasps> Seven. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. I, I've, still, I, I've still got all the others too. You know when you first meet a guy and they have stories about how many, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was in all of them. Chick, oh, I loved it. Um, Oh, I Norm's, know where this is going. Norm's mate's stories are like, well, Norm wanted to be with this chick, but she said no. Like, that was Norm's <laughs> previous girl stories. Which is the, it's the truth. You know, whenever a guy says, yeah, I've hooked up with heaps of girls, that's you're pretty sure they're either a virgin or they've had one girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you say that you got to hook up with heaps of girls, I think it puts an unnecessary pressure on the guy to perform. Mm, and then yeah. if he's no good, you're like, well, with all that practice, you're still no good. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. at a dead end here. We've heard that... Uh, Fifi Box, who works for our company, she does a, a radio show in, in Melbourne and we see her on the TV. She's your hall pass, is that true? Uh, yes, she is my hall pass. But you guys, are, you're going to be doing interviews with her, surely. That's going to be awkward. If she wants him, she can have him. Like, if she, if she, Why do we all have to suffer? If she's going to take a night off me, well, fine. So this have is him, the, Fifi. Have him. This is the thing. <laughs> Jess sits there and knocks me about me looks and everything, but I, I keep don't. saying to her, I go... 
You're the one that's still with me every day. Yeah. So what's that say about her? <laughs> I do. I love you. I've got a, a number, phone number here for Fifi Box. Because uh, <gasps> we did some work together a long time ago. So I don't know whether this number yeah, still no, I works. I reckon you have to call her. Should we try and <gasps> ring her? No, yeah. me. See, <laughs> see this is your dream. You... Hello, who's this? Um, Norm, talk. Oh, Norm. you want me to talk? Hello. Hello, who's, who's this? this? It's Brendan. Yeah, it's Norm. We must have the wrong number, buddy. No, no, We're this is Fev. Fev. Fev works with Fifi. Oh, Fev. It's Norm What's from the on, block, Norm? buddy. How are you? Well, yeah, good, mate, good. I just, um... The guys up here in Brisbane have put the pressure on me because Fifi's my hall pass and they decided oh, to ring Fifi. Oh, well, yeah. now Fifi's in a so, meeting at the moment. Ah, oh, there's another knockback. That's four. There's another knockback. Fev, would you like to act as her manager and maybe negotiate the deal for yeah, Fifi? Yeah, I will. So, so Norm, uh, obviously using Fifi's your hall pass, your beautiful wife, three. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Fev. Hey, Fev, if you see my face, looks aren't a big deal for Jess, so you should be oh, right. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> a bloke, a bloke thought I was your father. No <laughs> way, I've just Googled you. You look all right. Oh, thanks, yeah. mate. Yeah, that was probably a lot of photoshopping going on there, That's I reckon. good. I've done worse. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's a picture of you. There's beaches in the background. You look great. Hey, Fev, oh, thanks, is, buddy. is Fifi single, though? Is this even a, like a, a, a remote possibility? Uh, I don't really know too much about Fee. She keeps everything close to her chest. You're a good co-host, Fev. She's got a new dog. Well, who knows? She's got, a, uh, she's got a little dog called Lizzie Rosie Box. Do you like dogs? He's not hooking up with dogs. the dog, Fev. Come on. <laughs> 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 do, you, do you know what, though? I reckon if Fifi actually was in front of Norm and she's like, all right, Norm, I reckon you'd yourself. I would, definitely. You wouldn't even know what to do. You'd run away yeah. scared. I'd have to ask that. you to leave first. <laughs> Without looking too many people, guys, I don't reckon Fee would date someone called Norm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> good luck on the podcast. Yes. See ya. Thanks, Thanks Fee. Good on you, mate. Oh, the old friend screening the calls. Oh, Norm, I feel sad for you. Unbelievable. In a meeting. What are feelings, too? <laughs> hey, guys, this is a lot of fun. Hang there. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to do a round of Do You Know Me Anymore? Well, Jess, we've already caught up with you and got you to answer a whole heap of questions. Norm, we're going to see if um, if you guys match up with the answers to the same questions about the two of you, okay? Okay. Jess and Norm from The Block, they are the Queenslanders, and you can watch The Block uh, tonight, 7.30, Channel 9. More with them when we come back. It's Stav, Abby and Matt at Hit 105. Stav, Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Lover, lover, lover. How well do you know me anymore? You don't even know me. Get to know me. I don't even know me. Lover, lover, lover. How well do you know me anymore? Yeah, The Block, check it out. Tonight, 7.30, Channel 9. Uh, a great show. The Queenslanders on there who are doing great. Jess and Norm, uh, we have them via satellite in the Sunshine Coast studios right now. Jess is on air there on the Sunshine Coast, if you've heard her. Don't go looking for us. Stay on this show. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming in, guys. Oh, your uh, show's a lot better than ours. Don't oh, worry. come on. <laughs> uh, we're doing a round of Do You Know Me Anymore? We asked Jess a whole heap of questions off the air already. Norm, we're going to ask them to you right now and see if they match up. All right, here we go. So the first one that Jess already answered, we want to know, Norm, where is the first place that you and Jess kissed? We met in the gutter out the front of a nightclub in Cairns. <laughs> cool. Was she vomiting at actually... the time? No, but she needed a bit of help walking. I think we kissed at Jess's house. Who knows? I don't think we kissed in the gutter. This is what Jess said when we spoke to her earlier. 
In the gutter outside a nightclub in Cairns. Jeez, I don't remember that part. Oh, well, that was special, wasn't it? <laughs> Second question, you, none from one. Norm, what's the, who are the most annoying couple on the block? Sarah. Sarah and Hayden. Uh, I just find them a little bit selfish. and Yeah, she goes off all the time and I just don't handle that. So, yeah, I'd say Hayden and Sarah. Let's see what Jess said. Sarah and Hayden. Boom. Yeah. You beauty. <laughs> We're away. We are away. We are away. You are away. All right, Norm, what is the best present that Jess has ever bought you? Oh, geez, this is a big one. Have you ever bought me a present? Um, oh, Maybe a UHF radio? Like like a two-way in the car? Yeah. I don't even know if I've ever bought you a present. Maybe, oh. I don't know, like some chicken kievs? Chicken kievs? Chicken <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we'll just run with it. She hasn't bought me a present. Yeah, I'll give you a point for that one. Okay. Do you buy yes. stuff? Do you buy stuff for her? All the time. Oh, you bought what? I bought your rings. I bought your jewellery. I bought your bra and knicker set for bloody Mother's Day oh, the other, last right. year. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> risky, that's isn't it? Oh, you get it wrong size, but you want to see a bloke like myself walking yeah. around the lingerie section in Maya. Not good. <laughs> did he, did <laughs> he get you look it right? really pervy? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's a bit tight, but I'd prefer him to think I'm smaller than bigger. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. all right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just giving you something to work to, hun. But I don't know why guys go, oh, he love here some lingerie. And then they think that that's sexy. Like, they think that that's going to mean that they're going to have a really nice time later on that evening. Yeah. Like, I just don't get, I just don't get why you'd buy underpants if you, anyway. If you just want to take them off. If you just want to take them off, yeah. 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 It's a thrill of the ride. Oh, God, too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, last one. What's the worst thing Jess said to Shayna Blaze, either on or off camera, Norm? Look, I don't really know. That's the problem. I've forgotten a lot of what's happened. I'm going to have to go a bomb bomb on this. A bomb bomb. Let's say, I bet you just didn't yeah. forget. Oh, After a couple of wines, I told Shana that she'd prefer to spew on herself than ever live in a room I've ever designed. <laughs> yes. Bringing back memories right now. Yep. <laughs> Do remember that. Did she agree she with that? She was so nice about it, though. No, she was so beautiful about it. She's like, no, Jess, just keep trying. <laughs> just, no, that's not the case. Just keep trying. But it's hard to impress Shana because she's such a perfectionist. Mm. She is, she's, she's a hard woman. To, she gets her favourites and she's into those designs of what they do and the rest of us are just always chasing our tail with her. Mm. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, if you walk away a winner with nearly a million bucks or something, you can just give her the forks, can't you, and go, in your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then watch Beefy Box come running to your money bags. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> security, security. <laughs> after, that com- after that comment, though, did she mark against you or did she give you a few pity points? Uh, I don't think we've got the publicist here. We're not allowed to say, but uh, uh, hopefully things will go a bit better better for us in the future. Might have broke the ice. Hopefully. I'll hopefully. take that as a I'll yes. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> she feels obliged to, otherwise she's like, i got to throw up by myself. Yeah, yeah she felt threatened. Yeah. <laughs> Jess and Norm, our Queenslanders on the block. You can see the block tonight, 7.30, Channel 9. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks for coming in. Thank no worries. You. Thanks for having us. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real and that's when you need abby to help i'm trying to help you if you have an issue send me an email get brisbane's advice you know you just can help seeing if anyone else is going through the same thing uh my email is dear abby uh-huh. at hit they 105 start like that don't they yeah at hit 105.com.au a-double-b-y this one has written dear abby i'm asking for advice my name my name is i'd like to remain anonymous <laughs> 
<laughs> and anonymous you shall be. I am in a somewhat of an awkward relationship. I've been seeing this guy for four years now. I'm 37 and he's 43. He is an amazing guy, caring, considerate, funny, a great cook. We've got amazing dinners at his house or mine or we just go out. One problem. He refuses to let me move in with him or vice versa. After a night or two of staying at each other's house, he says, it's time to leave. He has said to me that it's definitely not me, but he said that he's had all his possessions and children taken before Uh, in a divorce uh and it will not happen again ever. It's this fun as friends, take it or leave it. I don't know what to do. He's got a big house. There is no excuses for that, but he has four friends that are exactly the same as him and will not let um, their partner... Mm girlfriend or anything move in because of their divorces. I do love him, but I'm not sure what to do. 13, 10, 60. I would love advice because I want to know from guys as well. You've been burnt. Do you understand what this guy's going through? Or for a girl, have you been burnt and you understand? Because... I think sometimes you you take that baggage from a a previous relationship and, yes, you learn from it. But if you're not going to open your heart to love again, it's going to be hard. The biggest problem is the friends. That the friends are in the same situation. Because I I remember before Esther and I got proper serious, I was living with a group of mates who had all been through really bad breakups and stuff like that, had broken hearts, and they were pretty bitter. I had not never gone through that, but whenever I would be looking to move in with Esther, they'd all be like, nah, man, don't, no, do, man, it, don't, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. So that's in the back of your mind all the time. And I think if he stepped to, if the friends weren't around giving that bad advice all the time, he might open up his heart. And also family members, yeah. I think would be the worst as well. You know, very caring yeah. parents that might say, don't do it. But I wonder if even to protect yourself, if you can have a situation kind of like a prenup without getting married. Yeah, can you do you that? You know what I mean? Like... You must be able to do some sort of legal contract for it. But I just think he's the one that's missing out. Or has he just learnt to love his space? Yeah. Does she? So is she saying, though, that if she she doesn't get to move in, the relationship has to end? How does it progress? She doesn't want to live the rest of her life staying there for two two nights and then not. She wants to make Mm. this work. And it does sound very part time when you've got to take your toothbrush with you. And what she needs to do is get an exact same wardrobe at his place. And him vice versa, so then it cuts out all the packing. And yeah. why pay, why pay two mortgages? Mm. Oh, if you've been together for four years. See, that one, I wouldn't suggest she brings that one up. Don't make it a money-saving but I, but thing. I, but I'm saying, so why, though? If you're paying for two different houses, why yeah. can't you have... Yeah. You want to make your life with each other. How far away do they live? Maybe a tunnel. Yeah, if the tolls are getting up there, it's probably worth it. Like in a tunnel. (laughs) I don't know if that's in that. I don't think. You never know. She could buy the house next door. Yeah. Oh, no, that's creepy. Hey, I know you I know you said let's not move in, but um, I bought a house. Yeah. So uh, having a housewarming, just you and me tomorrow. Um. Well, 131060, the phones have lit up. Uh, from your experience, what do you think uh, should happen in this situation? Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. Got an issue? Well, sort it out. You can send an email at dearabby at hit105.com.au. This lady has written in because she's been with a beautiful man, madly in love. Everything's great. They've been together for four years. She's 37. He's 42, I think. Uh But the issue is he doesn't want her to move in. 
or he doesn't want to move in with her. So they stay at each other's for about, you know, two nights, and then it'll be like, oh, okay, now you've got to go He's to He's been place. divorced and been burnt. And he that. says that he doesn't want to have to split his things again. And, yeah, he's been burnt. I don't think he can move on. The issue she is says he's got a nice amount of super and she's keen no, to get his... No, 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 I'm joking. I made that got up. more, but she said there is uh, four of his friends that are doing the same thing. So it's generally a trend in their friendship group. She wants to know what does she do about it. Uh, g'day, Cindy. What do you think? Oh, hi, yes. I've just walked out of a uh, relationship exactly the same um, after nine years. And um, I first thing I'd suggest that she does is actually have a sit down, talk, deep, deep talk to him. Uh-huh. And then um, if, you know, if they're going separate ways or there's no sort of solution, yeah, um, just walk away. Right. I know that sounds harsh. Yeah. I mean, I love someone that I absolutely I loved and adored. And, um, but, you know, our paths were different. Why, did, why didn't he want you to move in? Was there an issue of a bad relationship previously? Yeah, yeah. So he had a 20-year marriage that broke up and exactly the same thing. So he yeah. lost, you know, he had four children and um, he lost his house, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. I'd had my divorce as well, but mine was less traumatic, I suppose you could say. Yeah, and he was yeah. still burning from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much, Cindy. Simon and Acacia Ridge, what do you think about this? Now, I've been in the same situation on both sides of the coin. So I come home, five-year relationship, come home to an empty house, completely right. empty, everything gone. Right. Um, kids included, uh, and then was very hesitant to get into another relationship. Uh, got into another relationship, moved in, uh-huh. and um, was t- together for about seven years. Yeah. Um, and then we, we, when we got into that relationship, set down the ground rules. So, look, if we leave, you take your stuff, we take our stuff, split the stuff we bought together, uh-huh. which which sort of, yeah, that, that sort of happened. And as long as you, you know, preemptive set the ground rule down, it, it can work both ways. So uh, we were quite happy to part company and uh, go their separate ways and divide everything up equally. You know, it just depends on the communication, I suppose. Yeah. Was that a like a contract or was that just a verbal agreement? No, it was always just a verbal agreement and, yeah. you know, it was always known that, that that was how it was going to be. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Hayley, hi. How are you going? Good. What do you think? Um, I think if she really likes him, just be patient. You know, I walked into a year after ten year marriage, and yeah, you just got to prove to him not all women are the same. Yeah, right. Yeah. How long did it take you to be able to move in with him? Uh, not too long, but I know someone that waited eleven years. Wow, oh, that's, a, that's a lot of work, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, if your heart's there, your heart's there. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we've got a Dear Abby on the air at the moment. There's a woman who wants to move in with a partner. He doesn't want to after four years. He was burnt by the divorce. What should she do? Grind in Red Bank Plains. Thoughts? Yeah, uh, I'm on both sides of the fence here, guys. Um, I was in a marriage and worked interstate driving and mines and everything like that. Um, we broke up. She took everything. Um, I had absolutely nothing, went bankrupt and lost everything right down to me close. Right. Um, and I thought, with the barriers that I had that I'd never meet anyone, but then I met the love in life and um, everything's going really good at the moment. So I understand his side and then I understand hers and sitting there wanting and wanting and wanting and trying to prove to him and everything like that. But if she loves him, she'll stick it out. You know what I mean? But yeah. there has to be a point where you go, is it really worth me sticking around? You know, but, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Do you feel like you've completely let your walls down now? Um, yeah. Uh, 
didn't think I could, but yeah. this woman just keeps on ticking boxes. I've actually got <laughs> mental health issues. Yeah, yeah, um, she's there for you. Big, big ones. And she sat at the ED ward for 10 hours. Wow. And yeah. um, held my hand and, and didn't ask, didn't push, didn't do anything. So I know that she's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Her name's Brina and she loves you, Abby. If you can say hi, Brina, that'd be awesome. Oh, hi, Brina. <laughs> and well done. Oh, how Definitely gorgeous. I love you. But anyway, <laughs> thanks for letting me put me input in, guys. And I really right. hope things work out for her. That's right, um, I'll put it... I do understand yeah. both sides of the fence, and, yeah, it's, it's nothing you can really do but keep trying to prove it and get it'll get to a point where she, she'll be able to make that decision. Yeah, right. good on you, I guess pressure's going to make you go the other way. Yeah. yeah. People are saying stick it out yeah. is what most of the stuff's coming through. Maybe try and find those things to go, okay, if you won't give that, what will you give? And let's, let's go see. to four nights at each yeah. other's house. There we go. In my own cupboard space. Oh. Ooh. No, it's no, not a cupboard. <laughs> Tonight, uh, let's go too not. far, guys. As long as oh. I get to keep my PlayStation oh. in the lounge room. That's, that's not fine. moving. That's fine. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. To live on a five-by-seven day in and day out, 365 days a year, is unbearable. If you're there for something, you know you didn't do. Imagine being convicted of a crime you didn't commit. Now, that sounds pretty horrendous if you spend a couple of years in jail, but imagine spending... Uh, 28 years in prison. That's what this man actually did. And uh, you can hear him uh, on a podcast talking about this. And he's got a book as well, The Sun Does Shine, How I Found Life and Freedom on Death Row. His name is Anthony Ray Hinton. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. And what an extraordinary book. Would you be able to tell your story about how you actually got in jail, what the crime you were... Um, committed for? Well, first of all, let's make it uh, clear. I didn't commit a crime. Of course, That's of course. True. Yeah, wrongly, wrongly accused, for, sorry. For two counts of capital murder, which is in the um, uh, system in America, is you rob someone and you kill them. That's uh, charge enough for capital murder in uh, the United States. I would love to be able to tell you this evening that the state of Alabama made an honest mistake. But the state of Alabama didn't make an honest mistake. The state of Alabama knew that I had not committed those crimes. For, to be in jail for that long, I, I'm reading it, and you, it's just it's shocking to see all the errors that were made along the way. How could that have been possible? The thing about our judicial system in America is if you're born poor and black, yeah. uh, you already uh, is con convicted of a crime that you didn't commit, as I was. Uh-huh. Uh, the fact that you don't have the money to hire a decent defense lawyer uh, will get you put on death row just as I was. And so our system is not fair. Our system is rigged. Our system needs an overhaul. And every day in this country, black men and black women and, uh, goes to death row and goes to prison for crime that they didn't commit due to the fact of the color of their skin and the fact that they don't have money to hire a decent lawyer. Now, in this book, it also describes that there was two people who were killed during armed robberies, and there was a third armed robbery, and the person in that restaurant who wasn't killed um, picked you out of a lineup, and pretty much that's what it was based on, right? And when you got into the police car, when you were picked up, is it true that the police officers said to you, well, you're black, so pretty much you're going in for this crime no matter what? Absolutely. Uh, he told me there was five things that was going to convict me. He said, number one, you're black. Number two, a white man is going to say he, you shot him. Whether you shot him or not, I really don't care. Wow. Believe me, 
don't care. And he said, number three, you're going to have a white prosecutor. Number four, you're going to have a white judge. And number five, you're going to have an all-white jury. Uh. And he said, do you know what that spells? And I said, no. And he said, conviction, 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 conviction. Wow. Wow. So when you're sitting there in prison, right, and you're wrongly convicted, you're the best part of your life, 28 years, just ripped out from underneath you, that must make you pretty bitter and, and want to do something pretty bad when you get out. Am I right? Well, it did for the first three years. I won't, I won't try to uh, blow smoke up nobody. The first three years was a, a dark place for me. Uh. Well, all I could think about was escaping and coming out and just kill the men that had put me in there simply because of the color of my skin. Yeah. Three long years, that's all I thought about. I ate hatred. I lived it. I, oh, I can't explain to you how I just wanted to get out. I didn't want to get out now and harm anyone other than the people that had lied on me and put me on death row. Right. But what, what, what's strange about it is the very thing that was keeping me alive, which was that hatred that I had, for well, these racist white men, at the end, uh, I realized it was killing me as well. So when, when you did get released and your um, conviction got overturned, was there any recriminations for the people that had effectively set you up all those years ago? Oh, no. Uh, the prosecution, he's dead and in hell. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm being honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, co- police officer, I'm told that they suffer from old timers they have good days and bad days right. and so i looked at it that they're suffering from all of the evil things that they've done over the course of their career uh and so the judge that sentenced me to death he is uh retired and living uh in florida somewhere and so i am here in good health good mind and i'm traveling around the world around the country if i can get to somewhere and tell him my story and tell him how the system works here in the United States. Right. So isn't that crazy? They said there's no reprimand or anything like that. It's just, oh, whoops, Oops there we sorry. go. Yeah. Um, oh, well, yes, you know, they ripped, they ripped 30 years of my life. And then when it comes time to say, well, well, let me say this first. The state of Alabama, nor anyone in heaven even had the decency to say, Mr. Hinton, we're sorry for yeah. what happened to you. And they haven't apologized because... The color of my skin. Anthony, your book, uh, it's called The Sun Does Shine. Um, it's available now. Hang there. We want to chat some more with you. When we come back, we really want to get into your mind um, what it was like living on death row and having, I guess, people just dying around you and knowing that your imminent death uh, was coming one day. We'd love to hear your story around that. We'll do it when we come back. It's Stab, Abby and Matt. Stab, Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Live on a five by seven day in and day out, 365 days a year is unbearable. If you're there for something, you know you didn't do. Yeah, on with us right now. We're talking to Anthony Ray Hinton. He's got a book. Uh, it's called The Sun Does Shine, How I Found Life and Freedom on Death Row. It's available now. He was wrongly convicted of murder and spent 28 years behind bars. Um, and you've got to get his book. This sounds like an amazing story. He's still on with us. Hi, Anthony. Ah, hello. Anthony, you're an innocent man convicted of a crime that you didn't do and you're sitting there in, in on death row. Did you think you would get out? Uh, no, I didn't really think I would get out because I didn't have a lawyer at time. Every time they executed someone, I kept wondering what would my execution be like? Yeah. Who would come to my execution? And I definitely didn't want my mother to come and watch her uh, son be executed. 
Oh, yeah, because people can come and, and watch, watch you yeah. die, can't they? Yes, yes. It's just like uh, uh, they did back in the old 18, 15, 16, and whatever, uh, on lynching. The crowd comes and they cheer on, oh, he deserved to die, she deserved to die. So, yes, they still have people that come and watch your execution. Anthony, do you believe that there's other people on death row that are innocent? Absolutely. I, I truly believe that there is least five men that I had the uh, great fortune to, to talk to and get to know. Uh, the thing about a man on death row, they will tell you whether they committed the crime or not, and they will tell you that uh, they was on drugs or whatever the case might be, but they were, it's honest. Yeah. They'll say, hey, I deserve to be here. I did what I did, and if the state won't take my life for bit, but, you know, I'm at the point where I don't think, regardless of who did what, we don't have a right to take another life because then we become murder. Yeah. Mm. How do how do they do it? Is when Do you get to pick the way that you die? Well, no, uh, not at the time. Uh, they had uh, the electric chair. Now they don't do the electric chair as much as they did uh, when I first went there. They uh, use uh, lethal injection more now than ever. God, an electric chair, that must have been frightening to think that that is how you, you were going to go. Is it true that you used to be able to smell? Absolutely. Every time they executed a, a man, you got to realize my cell was 30 feet away from the execution chamber. Uh -huh. And every time they would execute uh, one of the men on death row, you could smell the scent of his body that had been burned alive. Wow. That is no scent in this world worse smelling than that type of scent. Uh, and we there in our cell, we couldn't uh, get the scent out of our nostril. We tried and we would throw up and we would cough, but that scent just stayed there with you for at least uh, 12 hours of that. And it was like, I, I never will forget, I asked one of the correction officers, I said, officer, can you get me something uh, so I won't have to smell this scent? Uh, he said, no. I don't have anything, but if there's a consolation to you, one day you'll get used to it. Uh. And I looked at him, and he went to walk away, and he came back, and he said, by the way, one day somebody's going to smell your flesh burning this well. Wow. And wow. I thought how 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 cruel uh, one can be towards another human being yeah. to tell another man that one day somebody will smell my flesh burning. I thought that was really cruel of that officer. What do you say to any of the guys that were being led towards that room. Like, no doubt you guys have each other to talk to and you befriend some quite unlikely cellmates. Yeah, do you say goodbye? What, what do you say before they go, well, Anthony? Well, you, the only thing you can say is, listen, uh, we hope that you will get a stay at the last minute. You always try to get that person that last glimpse of hope yeah. that the governor or the Supreme Court, uh, they can step in at any second before they execute them and give them a, a state. And we would tell them, just in case you don't get that state, remember this. You say you have asked God for forgiveness. That's all you ever had to do. But we want you to know that we love you, we care about you, and we're going to miss you uh, more than you can ever realize. And we want you to go there and hang your head up. Apologize to the victim family for those that did it. We would say, apologize to the victim family. Let them know that you're truly sorry and to thank you are not the man that you were when you committed the horrible crime. But let them know that you asked them for forgiveness. Whether they ever forgive you or not, that's not on you. That's on them. Well, it's very interesting. It's a, it's a bizarre life that you've lived. 
Um, 28 years, wrongly imprisoned for murder, and now you're out, yep. you've got a book, The Sun Does Shine, How I Found Life and Freedom on Death Row. It is available now. Thank you so much, Anthony, for coming on and sharing your story with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me and all the people there in Australia. Hello. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Anthony. you so much, Anthony. What an interesting perspective. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> all right. Good on you, Anthony. Thank you, mate. Take it easy. All right. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Stab Abby and Matt's $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Alpha Bucks. Yeah, the home of sweet, sweet cash, baby. 8 o'clock every morning straight after Amy Drew's news. 10000 bucks with uh, Alpha Bucks. Here we go. Let's give away some money. Congratulations, Emma. First time on air. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I know, but you sound like you've been trying for a while. Yeah. Yeah, you know how this works then. You know, you get $50 for each correct answer. If you get the 10 right, you get the $10,000. Say pass if you can't think quickly. Each answer needs to start with the letter that Stab's about to give you, and it's his favourite letter. All right, Emma, take a deep breath. You can do this. Relax. Relax. The letter for today is S for... I can't think of anything that starts with S. S for sexy. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. And your time starts when I finish the first question, which is... Okay. Name a Brisbane suburb. Backline. Name a TV show. Seinfeld. Name a colour. Um, silver. Name a dessert. Um, a Sunday. Name something in your tool shed. Um, uh, a saw. Name a famous sports person. Um, uh, Sunny Friday. Name a clothing store. Um, a sports girl. Name a music artist. Uh, Sam Smith. Name something you use in cold weather. Um, uh, oh. oh my goodness, Emma. You oh. were amazing. It just a little bit slow. You got $400. Oh, oh my God. A did sweater. You get, did you get sweated? We would have accepted, oh. but it was after the was buzzer. After the buzzer. Sorry, hon. $400. Oh, <laughs> So Don't close. listen back because you'll kick yourself. Bit. That's, that's amazing. Let's just see. If you had had a bit of extra time, he would have given you sweater and name oh. a meal you eat for dinner. Uh, steak. Oh. Oh, wow, Emma. You would have got him. You would have got him. I mean, 400 is sweet money. Oh, that's so great. My tour breakdown this morning. So <laughs> uh, we'll play again same time tomorrow, our $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. All the free tickets to Brisbane's biggest celebration. The Echo lives here. Hit 105, got your tickets to Echo, 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 Hit Echa. 105. Echa. Yeah, we dished Echa. them out hectic. I think we had like one family with like 10 people in it we gave tickets to, didn't yeah. we? Yes. Big family. Uh, now, Eka, it is People's Day. Everyone having a good time at the Eka. But you've got to be mindful. You know, you can always tell the first time Eka adventurers from the people who've been there a few times before. Uh-huh. Uh, I've got a few ideas here. Remember last year we did our Eka hacks? Yeah. Eka hacks. I remember one of yours. I don't agree with it. What was that one? Is the it the pram, pram one? one? No, nah, yeah. it's the best That's one. The pram. pram one's the best if one. If everyone brings their pram, it ruins it for everyone else. What do you mean? He wants to bring a pram so you can like push in front of you and yeah. hurt people's ankles and then carry all the bags and stuff. 
Well, you know what it's like when you say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, coming through, and then everyone, there's like people standing four wide, yeah. munching on their Dagwood dogs. And sometimes if you've just got a pram, you just give them a little love tap on the back of the ankles with it, and they part. Yeah, but pop, pop. a pram shouldn't have a rhubarb on it. I think you're taking it to yeah, the next level. Yeah, when you put the spikes on yours, I thought yeah. that was wrong. It was oh, like hey. something out, your pram's like something out of Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. You're and, welcome. And you don't even have a baby in it, which is You don't is have weird. a baby in it. You no. Know, you actually, your wife's <laughs> holding the baby. <laughs> Got me show bags in it, though, yeah. Yeah. which is pretty sweet. Okay. Do you then go and buy your show bags first? No, you do that at the end because end. carrying... That's right. another hack. Why yeah. Why do people go, let's go because straight to the show out. bags? Yeah, but unless you get there on the first day, uh. it's going to be roughly the same anyway. All carrying right. them around is... Buy them at the end. There's a hack for you. Hackity, hack, hack. What's another one? Um, I would say... You need to find a toilet uh-huh. in a corner of somewhere. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not just saying go in a corner. Mm. I'm saying you need to go and find the staff toilets, wait till they're unmanned, and then slip into those. There is toilets behind the baby nursery. Uh-huh. So you go to the baby nursery, and they've all got like the, the pens, and it looks like it's just for the farmers. And it could be, but <laughs> if you go and have a chat with them, no, 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 it is. If you go behind, there's never any lineup. So behind uh-huh. the baby nursery, there's uh-huh. one for you, bathroom. Oh, I like that. Can I give you another hack that I do? Hey, we're hacking away here. Dress kids in the same. I mean, I know even if they're not like twins, you think it's a bit weird, but they're always easier to find when you dress them the same because people know they go, oh, oh. by the way, I saw your other son. Yeah, because you go, they go, what does he look like? And you go, this one. This one. It and looks they're like, exactly oh, he's like just this. there. Yeah. So always dress them in Good the idea. same and then you can always find them. It's matching opportunities. Yeah. And also you should get with those tags where you write your cops. mobile phone number on there so they can yeah. find them. So oh. get any of those tags as soon as you walk in, write their phone numbers on them and always have a meeting spot. Hacks, the best hacks for the echo. And I do that for my husband as well. Oh, him, Finny, Jagger, all dressed the same. I would, but no, I normally write my phone number on my husband's um, when he goes out. The thing I have noticed after being there on Tuesday, though, yeah. and this is the biggest hack of all time, and oh. we, went, we went and played handball with Shannon yes. Noel. It was great. I have a moon boot on. Yes. And when you've got a broken ankle, the, seas, the, the crowds are just part with sympathy. People just move out of your way. That's because you were kicking him. No, I wasn't. I had my little scooter with me. Yeah. And I'm willing, if you want it, I've got it here at the studio. You can come and get it for the day. Once people <laughs> see you with a broken leg, if you've got a spare moon boot from a past injury at home, yeah. whack that thing on. Because people, are, you know, they're just going to let you come through. Yeah, until they know, because they don't know the absolutely stupid way you injured yourself. So they're more likely to give you sympathy. sympathy. They yeah. also don't, they don't go, there's that guy that pretended to break his leg a year ago. Let's not move out for him. So you've got a lot going on for you there. Yeah, just be mindful. As I have learnt, though, if you fake a broken leg, you get a broken leg roughly 12 months ago. So, so you ma- just told people to pretend to break it, but then you've warned them that they really no. will. I'm just saying, make sure if you fake a broken ankle... That on but, People's Day next year, you don't plan to go to the Echo because you won't be able to. Well, you will, <laughs> but you'll be actually in a moon boot. So maybe it works out for the best. I'm confused. <laughs> Echo hacks. Have fun today, everyone, and stay Is that safe. It for That's it. That's the Echo hacks. <laughs> Find the staff toilet, take a pram to whack people in, and fake a broken leg. <sighs> Enjoy. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Stab Abby and Matt, this is Brisbane's Hit 105. Uh, happy People's Day for the Echo. Um, and that is the end of the show for us. Thanks oh. for sticking around, everyone. We need to reflect, though, before we get out of here. So tonight is The Bachelor premieres. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know who won just by looking at them. I just can sense it. 
But I uh, get a login. I can watch the show before everyone else because I feel a little bit like, ew, that feels pretty cool. Uh-huh. I've got my login. Oh. Wrote to Channel 10 and they went, nah, it's all right, Abby. It's public holiday. You can wait like everyone else. <laughs> I was bragging to friends that I could watch it early. Now I can't. Oh, I have to watch it with everyone else, but it's going to be a good show. Thanks, but no thanks. Doctors. Don't you feel like they sometimes they enjoy kicking you? <laughs> like quite often you go to the doctor for a checkup and they'll be like, you, you think you've got the flu. And they'll be like, no, you don't have the flu. You've just got a cold. That's great news. Excellent. But then they'll just go, but you could lose a few kilos. Oh. Oh, that no, have, we've that, never got that before. No, neither have I. Never. No, I get it from Somebody time to time. On. Oh, right. From time to time. I get, do you really get told to put weight on? No. No. That's a compliment there, isn't it? Do they say that to you? Yeah, I get You're it. You're not chubby at all. No, but it happened a while ago. Now I'm hot, so they don't say anymore. No, they didn't say that. Uh, but I went for a skin check oh, the yeah. other week. I was a bit nervous because I had never had one. Yeah. And then the doctor goes, You're all good. Everything's fine. I'm like, Oh, excellent. But uh, looking at your scalp, you've got psoriasis pretty badly. <laughs> Do like, you? Bad, yeah. Get bad dandruff. He's like, it's bad. I'm like, oh, can I just use head and shoulders? Nah, not for that. It's really bad. Okay, what do I do? Here, buy this lotion. 50 bucks. Oh, he's getting kicked back. That's what I thought. Having said that, scalp is not that dry anymore. Is that what it is, dry scalp? Well, I've got psoriasis. That's not what it, I, and I'm, in my experience, there isn't anything that can you I bought treat you that. It. Your head and shoulders, you did. Yeah. I'll bring the stuff in. All I know is now I scratch my head and it doesn't snow. It's very good. That's good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. We here are a team. We're a brand. And every time one of us goes out, they go out carrying the names of the other two. What have you done? And Abby Jane Coleman, your performance at the Pink concert last night I don't want to go into details about what you did, but the spectacle you made of yourself at the Pink Concert as a pregnant woman was unbelievable. What party are you talking about? I came in today expecting it to be splashed all over the papers. All over the papers. I think you were very lucky to get away with that. Thank you. And I just want you to remember Mm -hmm. that when you go out, it's our reputation as well. Yeah, I will. Okay. What about you at the Bowls Club yesterday? (laughs) What do you mean? I wasn't at the Bowls Club yesterday. Hello. Shut. People's day. I was I was at home. I did nothing. I didn't even leave the house. Didn't stop me from taking a bottle of gin and having a good time in the middle of the bowling green. This isn't about me, <laughs> everyone. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> Thanks for that. Stav, Abby and Matt. Stav, Abby and Matt. Hit 105.